0: Welcome to Fallout Off The Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. Sponsored in part by... Hebrews Publishing Company bringing you action comics such as Grog The Barbarian, Tales From The Front, and The Inspector. And now on to our show. Mm. Are you, you Okay. Welcome, one and all, to another fun, exciting episode of Fallout Off The Record. I am your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight is Shaleen.
1: Greetings, people of the Commonwealth.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us for episode 23, The Adventures of Grognak, uh, in which we'll talk about a whole bunch of things Grognack. But before we get started, we have a few sponsors of this episode. So tonight we are sponsored by tweakedaudio.com. If you head to tweakedaudio.com for your earbud and headphone needs um, and enter our code off the record, which is all one word at checkout, you will receive 30% off your purchase and you'll also get free shipping. So head to tweakedaudio.com today for your new headphones and earbuds and enter our code off the record for 30% off from free shipping. We are also sponsored by audible.com, your number one source for all audiobooks. If you use our link, audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and sign up through uh, for a 30-day free trial with our link, you'll get a free audiobook of your choosing. And they pretty much have every book ever written, almost kind of. Anyway, uh, so that's audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork for a free audiobook. You can also become a patron of our show by going to patreon.com slash questgamingnetwork and signing up for our multiple levels of uh, patrons there. Uh, There's a bunch of different rewards that you get for whatever level that you donate at. You can also make one-time donations by going to QGN uh, Manor, which is questgamingnetwork.com and using the PayPal link, which is at the top right now, I believe. Uh, And... Probably the best way you can help the show out is just by sharing us on your social media. So share us on Facebook, share us on Twitter, uh, Reddit, wherever, you know, send us emails. We love it. So tonight's episode, we have news, gameplay of the week for both of us, lore, a weapon of the week and a special item of the week, and also user emails. So let's go ahead and kick into the news. What happened to the world of Fallout this week, Shaleen?
1: Fallout Shelter update 1.3 went live. We can start there.
0: Let's start there.
1: Yeah. This update added pets. You can now evict dwellers. Hmm. It added new pickup lines, a sell-all option, dweller management improvements and new objectives, some improvements and optimizations, and some fun yuletide decorations for the Christmas season.
0: Ah, they love doing their festive motifs, don't they? They do. They do. So I
1: don't believe you're playing much Fallout Shelter lately, are you?
0: Uh, my Fallout Shelter has evolved into Fallout (laughs) Settlements. It's pretty much what Fallout 4 could be called sometimes.
1: I haven't been playing much since Fallout 4 came out, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I picked it up again for the update to just check it out, and, uh... The pets are really cute. I got a little dog. It gives you a free pet when you open your app. And I got a little puppy and assigned her to a dweller and, and sent them out together into the wasteland. Duh. It was so special. And it's really nice to be able to evict dwellers. Uh, so you don't have to... Like, if you if you had, you know, your 200 cap and, and you want to bring in somebody new... Then you've right. got to like build a death room and and try to kill some dwellers. and There's a and, death yeah. room? Well, you know you can you can build a room and and just rush it until all the people die. <laughs> Which is what? It's yeah, so it's, it's not tech a nice it's so
0: not a nice
1: way to do it, but it, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you know, you, Preston Garvey's at the door of the vault. He wants to come in. I mean, what are you gonna do?
0: It's so vault tech.
1: And that sell all option is a godsend. It's so good um, when your dwellers get back from the wasteland with you know just all these things, and <laughs> you only want the blue things. You don't want all of the common things. You right. can just sell all the garbage, and it's it's great. Nice. So, uh, this news sounds like uh, news from a couple of months ago. Toy editions are back in stock.
0: Woo. I guess.
1: Um, yeah, if you're just, uh, if you didn't get a Pip-Boy and you're dying for it, you can go onto Amazon. I checked before the show, there's still their uh, PC version of the Pip-Boy edition. Hmm. This, I find this kind of weird, but yeah. there you
0: go. And those eBay scalpers are probably really upset right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those it's... of you who bought it for like 300 bucks on eBay, because it's what, Very 130 cheap. on Amazon? 113 113 I think mm-hmm. that's cheaper than what we bought it for.
1: So they're saying in the in the chat room. Wouldn't it be easier instead of building a death room to just send them out into the wasteland, uh, and they die, wait for them to die? Sure, they eventually die, but a lot of times I'll send them out into the wasteland and they'll find a gun and they'll find some armor.
0: Darn <laughs> <laughs> it. Now I've got to revive. Yeah, me. they're
1: just succeeding out there and they find all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's neither here nor there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Our next item comes from Wired. Wired did an interview with the almighty Todd about how he creates his worlds with Todd Howard, who is, of course, the uh, developer of Fallout and uh,
0: Elder Scrolls at Bethesda. Yeah, this was a cool article.
1: It was really a good read. I recommend it if you have some time. Just here are some highlights. Morrowind was the game changer for him, and uh, he almost didn't put Morrowind on Xbox, he thought it wasn't what a console audience would be interested in. <laughs> <laughs> and imagine if he hadn't put Morrowind on Xbox. You know, we'd, the whole gaming atmosphere would be a different place right now, I believe.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Morrowind was a weird hit for the Xbox. Yeah. It really was.
1: He cited some of his influences for Fallout 4. Norman Rockwell, The Edge of Tomorrow, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and Ultima.
0: Norman Rockwell,
1: yeah, Norman Rockwell. You can't, I can see Norman Rockwell totally. Hmm. That's
0: okay. I always it's of course was... you
1: know a, a much darker version of Norman Rockwell, <laughs> I
0: was but say, I, I that Norman Rockwell was kind of like quaint. Not so. well,
1: yeah, that's okay. But that's the the veneer over the the horribleness that is the wasteland. Touche. If you didn't have that Norman Rockwell veneer, you know, we'd just be depressed all the time.
0: (laughs) That's that's probably very true.
1: (laughs) So, also he said he has a lot of ideas for future games. They asked him if he would be interested in maybe making some smaller games. uh, And he said that he needed a break, of course, after, you know, the mammoth effort that was Fallout 4. But when they came back they would be doing a big game because that's what they do.
0: Yeah. So It's what they do best.
1: Exactly. He
0: it has was really sex, interesting.
1: <laughs> it was really interesting hearing him tell the story of his career. So I uh, I liked it. I think you would too. I'll
0: have to check it out a little bit more in depth.
1: Mm-hmm. So from Video Games 24/7, the two beta patches that we have had for Fallout 4 have combined into the first official patch 1.2. It's mm-hmm. available on all platforms now.
0: So. It's like our little own Captain Planet. Exactly. When your betas combined. <laughs> Although it wouldn't be Captain Planet, it'd be like I don't know. I don't. I can't think of a good one. But I will say I have download uh, like my Fallout 4 did update with another beta. So. I'm not sure what that is or what that's about. I couldn't really find any information on it, but I am playing another Fallout beta. Mm-hmm. So um I did have a I did have a freeze yesterday night when I had a chameleon piece of armor on whenever you crouch the screen kind of brightens but you go invisible uh and it like
1: There's chameleon armor?
0: Yeah yeah and oh it's like goodness. it's a legendary thing, but I started noticing like the gunners getting a little glitchy as I'm crouching and like because I do a lot of crouching and uncrouching to see where I'm at and if anyone sees me and it kind of kind of died <laughs> I had to hard reset my PC so I don't know if that's because of the beta or my first time using a uh, chameleon armor, but yeah, watch out for that. <laughs>
1: Well, I haven't had any problems with the patch, but according to PC Gamer, the patch has broken some mods. There is a fairly painless fix online, if you are somebody who is already modding Fallout 4, so you can check that out. Here's some other big news of the week, Rick.
0: Yeah, this is huge.
1: Bethesda Game Studios has opened a new office in Montreal.
0: It expands
1: their capabilities in console, PC, and mobile development. Uh, I have a quote from Todd Howard here. We've worked with some very talented developers in Montreal for a long time and decided it was time to open a studio there. It's exciting to think about the new games we'll be building together. It's a team of 40 right now, led by Yves Lechance. I looked up Mr. Lachance and he worked on Fallout Shelter as the senior VP and executive producer. Oh, wow. And his video game history, he's also worked on Wolfenstein: The New Order and 2010's Dante's Inferno, and there were a few other game credits there. Cool. Uh, I really like. Um, I really liked Dante's Inferno.
0: <laughs> Never played it.
1: I actually, I really like that, and um, I know Wolfenstein was very popular.
0: Yeah, I've been wanting to Bethesda's
1: play. Bethesda's hiring for both its Maryland and Montreal studios. You can visit jobs at zinamax.com if you're interested in that. Mm-hmm. What do you think this means for the future of Bethesda?
0: I have no idea. I, I mean, they're so secretive. I mean, think about it. Fallout 4, the first little concept piece was done, like, right after... What was it? Right before Skyrim was done or right after Skyrim was done or whatever? And The
1: first concept for Fallout 4 was done when they finished the DLC for Fallout 3.
0: Okay, so they've had no leaks for the, for the most part. No, like, confirming leaks of Fallout 4 up until... They put that website splash up and it's at this point, I don't even, I I couldn't even begin to guess what they would have up their sleeves with all this. They're Mm -hmm. so secretive and I don't know how they pull it off. They just have a team of dedicated people. So I have a couple of thoughts.
1: I think, um, thought one is that maybe this studio is going to be focusing on the future of their mobile sector. Because they did have this tremendous unexpected success with Fallout Shelter. I believe <laughs> yeah. Fallout Shelter is the most played Fallout game out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> to us that's a it's that's a bit of sacrilege, you know, Fallout Shelter is very fun, but not not <laughs> most played game by far.
0: Yeah. I don't it, know. Yeah, that was pretty crazy.
1: And my second thought is that I, I thought back to earlier in in the year, a few months ago. I remembered a quote from I believe it was Todd Howard talking about that it's possible that the next game from Bethesda Studios would not be a Elder Scrolls 6 hmm. that you know they had a lot of ideas and they weren't necessarily going to just continue alternating back and forth between Elder Scrolls and Bethesda so maybe if they're you know tired of this they want to do something new maybe they'll put Elder Scrolls 6 a lot of that work on uh on montreal and
0: do their own new thing i don't know that seems a little weird i because i would think that those fallout and Elder scroll ips are like bethesda Software babies you know what i mean um of in, the course. Cha- in the chat yeah. room uh somebody's saying that montreal could be working on the outer scrolls digital digital card game mm. and that's quite likely as well but yeah i i I'm curious to see what comes out of that now. So Me too. We're
1: looking forward to it.
0: Very much so. So this next bit of news that you have for us is we're like psychics. Not really, because they're not real. But you know what I mean. Let's let's talk about this next bit of news, which is amazing. <laughs>
1: Vault of Daedalus made a Preston Garvey Woody mod to go with <laughs> the Paladin Dance Buzz Lightyear mod. <laughs> it's available now, on the
0: Nexus. Now, did we not call that last we episode. We totally did,
1: yeah. We, we said that there needed to be a matching Woody mod, and uh, yeah. Yeah, this guy came through. I know he follows
0: um, us on Twitter, but I don't know if he's a listener of this show.
1: I don't know if he's a listener, but he's I, a cool dude. I still so feel follow like... Vault of Daedalus on Twitter. Check him out.
0: Right. Now, someone needs to make a Jesse outfit for Kate. So Vault, yes. if you're listening, Kate Jesse. Then the cycle will be complete. No, that's it, not true. It would be wonderful. Dog meat would have to be turned into a slinky dog.
1: <laughs> oh, I would love that so much.
0: And, so, uh dark, dark, yeah, that'd be really fun, actually. <laughs> oh, <would> be- boy.
1: <laughs> so we've got our, our uh, Kotaku news for the week.
0: It's always good A Reddit talk,
1: yeah. user was messing around with the perspective camera because he wanted to take some cool screenshots. And he managed to create an isometric view for Fallout 4. <laughs> It looks really neat, it's but awesome. it's not very playable. Uh, they said it was super glitchy when he tried to play it like that. Aww. But it looks fantastic. I dropped one of the screenshots here in the notes so Rick could see it.
0: Yeah, and, and it does look really good. If you, if you guys get a chance to look it up, do so. It's, it's pretty interesting looking. But yeah, I am very glad that Fallout 4 is not an isometric game because that means I would not have played it. Because <laughs> I can't stand this game. I'm still looking forward to the new Vegas Fallout 1 mod. That should be pretty cool. But yeah, so that wraps up the news. There's no post-National Enquirer this week because, frankly, I couldn't think of anything. So we're going to move right into the gameplay of the week. Yeah. So this week, I was looking for power armor mostly, so I waltzed on into the uh, Bethesda ruins. Yeah, the Boston ruins, and I found myself at the Wilson Automatoys Corp HQ. Uh, It's just a factory-type place. Actually, it's not a factory. It's their corporate headquarters. So anyway, inside I thought I would find some interesting stuff, because Corporation HQs, that sort of thing, would have been, you know... felt like would have some juicy secrets. Uh, there was none of that, actually. Uh, it was just basically a ton of mutants uh, that were pretty easy to dispatch and a ton of ammo and a ton of ammo. And this is a toy-making company that makes a ton of ammo. And just, <laughs> Well, not that they made a ton of ammo. There's just a ton of ammo everywhere. I did find a bunch of giddy-up buttercups and a bunch of giddy-up buttercup horse parts and I think two fusion cores. Um, there was also talk of something called a, a scythe in production. It's all in caps, scythe. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure what that is. i, I I'm pretty sure that there's a manufacturing plant uh, corresponding with Wilson's automatoys somewhere in the Commonwealth. So I figure if I find that, I'll find this scythe thing, whatever that may be. So after I was disappointed with everything I found there, I was just like, oh, more ammo. I've already got like 2,000 rounds of this and 5,000 rounds of that, so, meh. Uh, I didn't need ammo, really. I was still on the search for power armor. So I went into Leighton Towers thinking that was going to be something, and it was just a ton of raiders. And a ton of ammo. And a fusion core. No giddy-up buttercups, though. I did notice, though, that I was just basically blasting everyone away with that shotgun I was using. And Kate was just making mincemeat of everyone too. So I decided to up the difficulty to hard from normal because it just I needed some you know I needed some more challenge you know. Uh, yeah. So after that disappointment in Leighton Towers, there really wasn't anything of note there besides just general general you know junk and ammo. Which it's kind of funny that you can get so jaded with that stuff. <laughs> like at a certain point in this game, where you're like ammo. Oh, I don't want ammo. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I made my way to DB Technical High School, and when I first entered there, it's like three floors, the middle's blown out, and there's a bunch of raiders, and I thought to myself, this has got to have some loot. So there were a ton of raiders there, again, semi-easy to dispatch, even though I was on hard. Again, ton of weapons, and this time actually a ton of weapons, uh, and ammo, weapons and ammo. And then I got down to the basement, and it was a little stranger down there. And I found somebody named Bosco, and he had the little skull. So I was a little worried about that. However, he was fairly easy because I had the uh, limitless potential laser rifle. And I noticed his head looked a little strange. He wasn't wearing power armor, but he had this goofy-looking helmet on. So I killed him, and I went up to loot his body, and there was the head of the school mascot, the bear head that we saw from the E3 trailer. And I was just thinking about, like, where's that bear head? And then, like, I played, and then there's the bear head! So I I got it, and it really doesn't do anything special. I think it's, like, maybe five damage resistance, but you can put it on and look real creepy. Um, so, yeah, if you go around to the back of the high school, there's a banner that says, like, Go Bears or something, and the bear mascot symbol is actually the bear from the Stormcloaks from uh, Elder Elder Scrolls V. Uh, I did finally find a suit of power armor up near, I think, Mystery Pines. Is that the right place? Mystery Pines? Mystic Pines? Mystic Pines. Uh, There's a suit of 51B or something underneath the water there. And that was kind of my gameplay for the week. It wasn't really anything special. I didn't have a ton of time to play. Uh, it was just me looking for power armor. I only have 17 sets at this point and I can't figure out how the heck you guys have like 46 sets. Some of you, I mean, I've probably discovered, I'd say well over half of the locations, especially around the uh, outside of the city. And I've only found 17 sets. And out of that, maybe two of them had some XO pieces on it, XO one pieces, uh, so I'm a little jelly of that, and I'm just constantly looking for that. So hopefully one of these days I'll find a full set. What did you do this week, Shelly?
1: Um, I had a few things that I did. Um, have you tell me tell me about uh, Travis the DJ? Have Have you done that quest yet? No, I have not. You've got to do this quest, Rick. Who's to, Travis? To... Okay, <laughs> Travis is the DJ of Diamond City Radio, and oh, he's okay. hesitant and awkward, mm-hmm. and. When you go into this bar in Diamond City, the dugout inn, you talk to the Russian guy at the bar, and he's like, Hey, you know, I want you <laughs> to help him with something. <laughs> hey, clown Truth How did you get here? I killed you. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, you, know, you have you listened to Diamond City Radio? It's the DJ. He's terrible. He's really bad. And he tells you, like, Just like um, my accent. I want to have him killed. And you can respond to this like, okay, I'll do it. Or you can be like, what? (laughs) But he's teasing. He doesn't want to kill Travis. He's actually friends with
0: Travis. That's a good joke uh, to play on someone.
1: It's really good. And he he says, hey, you know, I have this plan to help Travis. And I won't go deep into the spoilers here. Mm. But uh, you can totally just... um, do some things, you spend some time with Travis as a companion, like a temporary companion. Okay. And uh, you hang out together, you do some stuff, and by the end of it, he's super confident and just chill and and he's huh. like, oh, hello, Wasteland. You know, he's <laughs> just smooth, he's like, let's talk about the Brotherhood of
0: Steel. <laughs> I like does his voice like go down like five octaves? It
1: does. His voice deepens <laughs> and it's like stronger and and the confidence and he's it's just like, a, like, oh yes. <laughs> it's
0: like a complete switch to like a lounge singer slash radio DJ.
1: <laughs> and I just love that this Travis actor had to record all these scenarios twice: once as Doofus and once as Smooth Guy.
0: I love that. Wow. (laughs) His VO sessions must have consisted a lot of honey and tea and long hours.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So that was all very cool. Um,
0: Awesome. And
1: I I got a lot of my gameplay this week from suggestions from listeners hitting me up on Twitter. Saying like, hey, you know, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Keep those coming. Uh, They've been very non-spoilery. Just, hey, have you been to this location? And then I check it out. So, somebody told me that I should go and look at Cleo's terminal. Uh, Cleo is the robot, the ah, Assaultron in yes. uh, Good, Good Spring. I want to say Good Springs, so that's not right. Good Neighbor. Uh, Good Neighbor. Thank you, Rick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the Assaultron in Good Neighbor that has a weapon shop. So, I went upstairs and I, I like, went into sneak mode. I was scared to death she was going to catch me <laughs> looking at her computer. Yeah. And I look at it and on this terminal are contingency plans to take down everyone in Good Neighbor. Good grief. It was so funny. It was like the the Batman contingency plans in case his superhero friends go rogue.
0: <laughs> wow. So she's just like got this backup plan to murder Yeah.
1: She wow. has a full plan to murder everyone that she knows. And I thought, man, Cleo, you're the best.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. She could probably pull it off, too. I mean, Sultrons are not the simplest things to kill in that game.
1: And she even had, like, sneaky ways to not get caught. Ooh. Talk mm-hmm.
0: about
1: AI. Yeah, she's, she's thinking it through.
0: Good girl. I
1: guess. And I was walking along. I was going on my way to a quest with McCready. And we were under a like a broken bridge or something, just walking along, da da da. Yeah. And I see in the distance Car Hinge, and it's just these cars sticking out of the out of the ground lengthwise. It's Stonehenge made of cars. And oh yeah, yeah. This looks really cool. I've got to check this out. So we start walking over there, and in the middle of Car Hinge is. A super mutant behemoth.
0: Hey.
1: So, like the idiot I am, I crouch down on this hill and pull out my little sniper rifle.
0: (laughs) And And I I pop in the head (laughs)
1: with my little little sniper rifle. Nice. And MacReady just starts talking trash at me like, oh, way to go. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? (laughs) That's funny. The behemoth charges the hill, kills us to death, and, uh, and I reload the save. And it took me a couple of tries, but I finally ended up getting him killed. And I was really disappointed. He didn't have any very good loot, and I inspected down at Car Hinge, and the, there was nothing special there. So, the yeah, moment. that was that was kind of a disappointment.
0: Are, uh, I, I have to interrupt you. I have to defend my honor here. Uh, in the okay. chat room, I don't know if you've noticed this, but someone's saying... Uh, cause they, they mentioned, uh, hopefully he won't go through that Russian's place with a flamer too. <laughs> I said that was fun. And he said, well, you did kill people for looking at you funny. And some of the people in time and city are downright <laughs> douche canoes <laughs> like that term. So I wouldn't be surprised if you have killed them already. And as a matter of fact, I have not killed anyone willy nilly in this game. Um, because it's my first playthrough and I don't know if I'll need them later. However, I forgot to mention this in my gameplay. I did come up against a Preston Garvey impersonator. And I just saw Preston Garvey in my settlement. And then I saw this guy. So after I said, I'm the general. And he goes, yeah, okay. The general sent me to tell you that if you want my protection, give me 100 caps. And then I said, no, I'm really the general. He goes, oh. And then turns around. And as he runs away, I I, I did kind of plant one in the back of his brain. Because, because... I didn't want the reputation that I spent building the Minutemen to get sullied by a guy who's extorting people. It's the only kind of bad thing I've done. Continue Shaleen. Okay.
1: So my next thing, I'm going to take it down. I'm going to take the podcast to a sad place now, <laughs> uh, because another one of our listeners told us, uh, told me that he asked, "Have you taken any of your companions back to Vault 111 to your your dead spouse?" You
0: know? Oh, gosh.
1: And I was like, no, you know what? Is there, like, some dialogue? Says, yeah, you know, you should check it out when you have time. So I took all of my companions back to Vault 111 to see what they had to say. And the first one that I took with me was Codsworth. So I, I take Codsworth to Vault 111. We go down. We walk in there. Oh. You know, we walk over to the vault. And it's so sad. And I was brought very nearly to tears with this. Tears came to my eyes. Aww. I was very sad. Because Codsworth is like, Ma'am, is is that sir? <laughs> Ma'am, I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: and I was just, oh, it, was, it got me in my heartstrings. Because Codsworth, you know, he of course knew your spouse. Yeah. And he is so sad because he liked your spouse. But at the same time, he's trying to make you feel better.
0: Oh.
1: It was so heartbreaking. I so that. heartbreaking. So I, I took all my companions down there and I was, and saw what they had to say. I felt like that was pretty, pretty neat. It was an interesting experience. And I thought, you know what? I haven't taken Preston down there. Where is Preston? Anyway. <laughs> and I'm looking around. I can't find Preston Garvey. So... I'm like, I hear about this bell, you know, there's allegedly a bell that you can summon your people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: I, I go through the settlement menus for a while, and I build the bell, and I ding the bell. <laughs> Let
0: me guess, no one comes.
1: Everybody comes running, everybody comes running. Oh, yeah? Like, hey, you guys seen Preston? <laughs> hey, any, any, Piper, you seen Preston? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Nobody's seen Preston Garvey. And I'm like, this is weird. My companion has disappeared. And then I remember that, like, three weeks ago, he asked me to help him take back the uh, the castle.
0: <laughs>
1: and I was like, sure, Preston, I'll meet you there.
0: He's just chilling there, like waiting for you for days.
1: So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, he's probably starved to death out there. He's been waiting and waiting, <laughs> and I stood him up. So I went to get Preston Garvey, and he's like, "Finally, General." It's <laughs> just, like, just thought that was the silly thing. Nice. <laughs> I found this shack in the middle of the wasteland. It was actually not that far from my Red Rocket gas
0: station was where the, I live. Was the tin roof
1: rusted? I mean, probably. I, I mean, it's almost assuredly a rusty. Ugh. <sighs>
0: Never mind. Continue. I am you don't I'm sorry. It's never mind. Never mind. Explain. No. We'll let maybe one of our listeners will will get the very small reference and you'll figure it out.
1: Continue. It was full of of cats, this shack, just cats everywhere. Cats lounging on the floor in the chair. And uh, cat pictures on all the walls. And I thought, I like these people. And they, <laughs> they. one of them was a merchant. So I'm doing, I'm like, yeah, I have some garbage to sell. Let me, let me interact with this merchant. And she's selling an Adam's cat's, Adam cat's jacket. Yeah. And it looks kind of like the, uh, the tunnel snakes outfit, except it's got like a cat on the back. Didn't I tell you And anything? I thought, is this, is this like a faction of people? Is this a group of people?
0: I told you, you need to find the Adam cats.
1: Yeah, well okay. They're so, like
0: they're like greasers and they're all about like hot rotting power armor.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Yes. I have
0: to find them. They've all got nicknames, it's pretty cool. I,
1: I'm so in. I am so in.
0: They're near the they're they're on the coast somewhere on, on somewhere.
1: On the east side or
0: Yeah, well I mean that's the only coast in the game, Shalene. Mm. But yeah, they're they're towards the south on the east side somewhere on the coast.
1: I'm definitely going to have to check that out.
0: Yep. They have you written all over them.
1: (laughs) I did a few other things earlier today. I found this place called the Electrical Hobbyists Club. And it's Um, not a major location. It's a very minor location.
0: Yeah, I did did find that place.
1: It was booby-trapped all to heck. (laughs) There were just laser tripwires everywhere. And some of these booby traps were super devious, too. Not just your straight-up you've this and a gun will shoot you. Some of them were, you trip this and a gun will shoot this pile of, of gasoline on the floor, <laughs> which will ignite these, you know, canisters that are explosive. Nice. So I made my way down through there to the bottom. And it was so sad. These hollow tapes from this lady's friend saying like, Hey, you know, this, your kid is out here. I've got your kid. Um, you can't just stay down here forever. Yeah. And then eventually that lady just opted out. And that was another one of those moments in fallout that are just so sad, you know? Yeah. So sad.
0: Sorry. I'm laughing at the chat room.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is pretty
0: funny. (laughs) A bunch of greasers. Somebody in the chat room for those that are just listening, uh, was speaking of the Adam cats called them a bunch of greasers that are hot rotting out power armor. And not one of them went, Hey, let's fix a car. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he has a point
0: that's a good point
1: I have a new favorite gun do you? I found a laser sniper rifle and it does 105 damage and I like it a lot it's nice. very very fun I also found a postman uniform I'd found a couple of postman hats and now I have the matching <laughs> uniform That's so, what you do so i in the post office <laughs> in the post apocalypse in life in and the afterlife. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I, I do work at the post office. So that's pretty funny that I'm wearing a postman uniform around Fallout. That's pretty good. <laughs> I uh, I got to Vault 95. And I don't want to do any any spoilers here, but I will say that Vault 95 is about drugs. And I got to the doorway there. And it was guarded by a bunch of Assaultrons and I'm fighting three Assaultrons and it's not going well. They're just chewing through my Silver Shroud armor and uh, my little pistol that I'm using is just not going well at all. And I, I take a bunch of drugs because that's what I do. And I'm standing in front of the door at Vault 95 and I'm addicted to Buff Out, <laughs> Jet, med and Psycho.
0: Nice.
1: I thought, yeah, this is... This is my place here at Vault 95. (laughs) I I belong here.
0: Yeah. Yes, you do. I shouldn't tell you then that there's a stash in there somewhere.
1: Oh, really? I didn't find it. (laughs) Good thing. Where's the stash?
0: You would have just like
1: injected everything.
0: (laughs) You would have walked out of there with like needles all in your face.
1: I can stop anytime I want.
0: (laughs) Sure. Okay.
1: I killed a legendary gunner Mm -hmm. and... There were a bunch of other gunners. I killed the legendary one first. And a gunner conscript that had a little baton dropped his baton on the floor, ran over to the legendary gunner and grabbed the weapon that he was carrying and started shooting me with the legendary weapon.
0: (laughs) Field promotion.
1: I was like, no, that's mine. (laughs) I hadn't seen one of them do that in a long time. It was really funny. That's funny. And I found a place called the Old Gullet Sinkhole. Hmm. I haven't seen that yet. It's it's a sinkhole. (laughs) And it shows this water just pouring into this hole. And I went to go see if there was anything maybe behind where the water was coming from. Like, you know, behind the waterfall. Like in in fantasy movies. Do you see stuff behind, like hidden caves behind the waterfall? (laughs) So I'm going over behind this waterfall and sucked into the hole. Just... It pulls you right down into the sinkhole, and there's a little cave in there. Oh. It was very cool. That's cool. Very cool. I'll, I'll
0: have to check it out.
1: And I have one final comment to add to my gameplay. Paladin Dance trying to sneak is super funny. Why? <laughs> it's just hilarious. We're sneaking along, and I turn around, and he's this hulking thing in this power armor. <laughs> <It's like> sneaking. <laughs> it looks Very funny. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> and that's that's what I have for this week.
0: Nice. Are you? Do you have him around just because of uh, the the quest that I was telling you about that he leads you on?
1: No, I just picked hmm. him up. I, I pretty much switch out companions every time I go back to the to the Red Rocket. Ah, gotcha. Every time I go back to to you know dump off my stuff, I'll just switch companions when I get there.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I liked him up until a point, and I think I was telling you that in our uh, spoiler episode. Uh, which we released thir- this past Thursday. Uh, so yeah, that is our gameplay for the week. We definitely enjoyed playing this week, and I have to get more playing in this week. I, I'm only, I've am only, i only got like 95 hours into the game. I need to like put some more in. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, last week we talked about, we started an uh, ongoing challenge, which was make a character that reflects yourself. And uh, to which a lot of you responded that I should have an intelligence of, what, I don't know, one or two. And that was uh, unkind. It was untrue, too. Uh, I'm not very charismatic. Anyway, uh, so we'll check in on that. I haven't started it yet just because it's been a busy week. And, uh, yeah, we don't have a challenge for you this week because we're kind of continuing on that challenge last week. And if you didn't hear last week or if you didn't start it, start this week. Make a character that kind of... It's based off your real-world self. And uh, tell us how long you survived. Didn't we say survival mode?
1: I think we did say survival okay. mode, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... Um, yeah, check that out. Uh, I mean, do that, and then I'll try to do that this week and, and report back next week. Wait. No. That's not true. We'll get to that later. I forgot. forgot what's happening next week. Anyway, we're gonna go ahead and get it on to our lore segment, which is all about Grognak the Barbarian. And he's kind of... A special, I guess you could say, special to everyone's hearts in this game for some reason. I don't quite know why. But uh, Grognak appears in Fallout 3, New Vegas, and Fallout 4. Grognak the Barbarian was a series of comics produced by Hubris Comics in the mid-21st century, and you can actually go to Hubris Comics' uh, location in the game. Been there twice myself. The, oh, jeez, Shalene.
1: Eponymous. It means that the comics are named after him.
0: So she writes the shows for the most part, for all the time. She's the main writer of the show, and she likes to use words. Maybe I do have an intelligence of two. That's not fair. You do this just to screw me up. The eponymous Grognak stars in the series of adventures spanning at least 14 issues. And we all agree that we wish they were kind of in the game with at least a few folds, because it'd be kind of cool to see those strips. It's set in prehistoric times. Most issues were destroyed or damaged in the Great War, and an intact copy is very rare. On publication, uh, they cost $23, which is well above what we pay for comics nowadays. Written Inflation. by. Inflation. Inflation, yeah. And, you know, just nuclear war looming. Written by Neptura, a reference to Alan Moore's Promethea, which is. Promethea. Promethea see you should just be reading this the characters in the Grognat universe included the antagonizer which we're familiar with femra Gre- grelock Man, Mansar- how do you Sar- sorry Saurian, and mastodonald and Sk- that's
1: my favorite one i Mastodon- do like
0: mastodonald but i think i like this one better which is skullpocalypse <laughs> which there should be a band uh called skullpocalypse Known issues of grog- Grogn are as follows. The Ants of Agony, mentioned in Fallout 3. This book was about the antagonizer trying to get revenge on Grognak. <laughs> and the lair of the Virgin Eater. Revenge of the men Sorry, <laughs> and there's a train.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I love it. It's just trying to get it's uh, trying to get in the spotlight of our show. <laughs> grognat salute to the troop which was a propaganda piece put out i guess by the u.s government An axe for all ages blood on the harp which we can see in fallout 4 come well at least i found it in fallout 4 cometh the trickster jungle of the bat babies which sounds amazing and i that's one i would want to see done jungle of the bat babies <laughs> i wonder if like bat boy is their leader you guys remember that that whole like weird national Enquirer thing bat boy i don't know anyway in the bosom of the Corsair Queen, Demon Slaves, Demon Sands, Enter Mala, War Maiden of Mars, which sounds awesome, Fatherless Cur, Lost in the Snows of Lust, and What Sorcery This? Grognak and the Ruby Ruins is a Pit boy game holotape in Fallout 4. Have you played this, Jolene?
1: I've played the very beginning, but I haven't played it all the way through yet. I it's like it- a text-based adventure.
0: Oh, I haven't even found Text it
1: Text RPG. It's very cool.
0: Ah, I haven't even found it yet. Produced by Hubris Game Studios in 2063, found in the Memory Den, and, it's a, like Soutleen said, it's a playable text-based RPG, uh, which you assemble a party to defeat Greylock. Grognak is a reference to Robert E. Howard's Conan the Barbarian, a.k.a. Co- Conan the Chimerian. Cimmerian. The- Cimmerian, aye.
1: All of us Conan fans just got real mad at you.
0: <laughs> don't, don't hate me. I don't even... I don't even Conan. Pshaw. The only Conan I like is O'Brien. The Lair of the Virgin Eater is really similar to the cover of Conan. The Conan comic Lair of the Ice Worm. As ridiculous as the Grognak issues seem, they're actually really similar to actual Conan stories. Because they are ridiculous, Shalene, Based on Mm -hmm. my own knowledge of Pulp Sci-Fi, which would be Shaleen's knowledge. Mala is Edgar Rice Burroughs' character. T- please pronounce this for me, Chellene, so I don't. Deja, ang- Thoris, Deja the, Thoris, the War Maiden of Mars. Okay. <laughs> of the Corsair Queen is Queen of the Black Coast, and <laughs> Femra is Shira, which I guess are all Conan characters. I don't know.
1: Shira's not, but the other things are Conan reference. The well, one, no, none of that's Conan. No. This one's a Conan reference. The Queen of the Black Coast is a Conan story. Okay. The rest of that stuff is just pulpy sci-fi stuff, okay. sci-fi fantasy stuff from the pulp era
0: of pulp. Sure. Whatever. I don't know. I don't. Some trivia from Fallout 4. A lot of the companions make comic book remarks when you find one, but Deacon mentions being a fan of Grognak in particular, and I do remember him saying that when I found a few Grognak books. So mm-hmm. this is where Shalene's going to pick up, and probably where you should have picked up before talking about this lore, because you're familiar with it. You were supposed to do the lore! Yeah! <laughs> I missed it! Mm -hmm. No wonder I butchered that. I
1: kept waiting for you to turn the show over. (sighs) but
0: Man, I'm sorry.
1: That's okay. (laughs) Uh, We've we've got a weapon of the week, and it's (sighs) Grognak's axe, uh, appropriately. This is a unique weapon found in Fallout 4. It's based on the weapon that Grognak uses in the comic. You can find it in Hubris Comics in a locked display case behind the front desk. I actually missed this the first time that I went through hubris comics i only went back later uh when i heard
0: that it was a thing how you know? could you it's like the biggest display case in the entire first but floor. it's
1: laying down you know it's it's not it's not set up where i can see and i just didn't see it didn't see it at all huh i guess i figured there was nothing in there and i was looking on all the shelves for comics comic books mm-hmm, I because was i thought there would be comic books on the
0: shelves and you, there really weren't you thought there would be comics in a comic shop
1: uh, it seems reasonable, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Seems reasonable, but there weren't. I mean, there were some in in the comic shop, but not not on the shelves.
0: Yeah, you can find burn uh, copies, but that's about it.
1: And when you are using Grognak's axe, hits cause stagger, and uh, but it also causes bleeding damage. It's not a modable weapon. It weighs ten pounds, has a base damage of thirty five. And we're not stopping there for you, we've got a bonus item of the week, the Grognak costume. This is found on the top floor of Hubris Comics. It's kind of hidden in the corner, so it's it's easy to miss. It's a very cool outfit, I enjoy it a lot. It gives you plus two strength, ten damage resistance, and plus twenty percent damage when you're using a melee weapon. You can equip leg and shoulder armor with this costume, but not chest armor, which I think is odd because the chest is the only part that really isn't covered when you're wearing this costume. Very true. It's one of the few outfits in the game that's different depending on which gender your character is. The male version is bare chested and the female version has a brown like a leather bikini top. And the rest of the costume is a green loincloth, a gold belt and brown leather gloves and boots. So it's, it's very fun, for sure.
0: Are you doing any melee in this playthrough?
1: I am, yeah. I'm doing all kinds of different weapon types. I'll switch from pistols to a sniper rifle to a shotgun to my swan power fist to grognak's axe.
0: Yeah, I... I I didn't... I don't use any melee. The one thing I did... The one thing I do really like about this game, and it took a while for me to break the stigma in my brain, because, like, I was talking to you guys about, I was starting a, uh, you know, before Fallout 4 came out, I was telling you guys that I wanted to build, like, a sniper sneak character,
1: you-
0: and use, like, silenced weaponry and stuff. Excuse me. And I did do that. I focused my character on sniping and sneaking, and and as much damage as he can from far away. But then I was like, I really want to use this power armor, because it's pretty rad. You, you turn yeah. the handle, and it opens up, and... So I stepped into some power armor and grabbed a pistol and a shotgun and went to town. And I'm like, hey, I can just do this. And then um, not too long ago, I was like, man, I'd really like to use a fully automatic assault rifle and like just like a pistol. You know what I mean? Like just like straight up like rifle. So I just did it. And it's kind of breaking my brain a little bit thinking that I actually have the freedom to do this stuff, which does make sense. But, you know, or if I just want to use, like, a minigun or something, I can just go do that. Whereas in, you know, New Vegas especially, if you wanted to be a sniper, you did have to focus on strength a little bit because the sniper rifles were heavy. And if you didn't have the proper strength requirement, you couldn't hit the broad side of a cliff. Um, So it's really nice to have the freedom to kind of, like, you know, pick up whatever gun you want to use at that moment and just use it. Yes, I know everyone recognized this and realized they could do this, but for me, coming from the other Fallout games, I always was so focused on a specific few weapons. It's so different for me to just, like, pick up another gun and use it, you know?
1: This is another one of those things that Skyrim really did right, giving you that freedom to not be locked into one class, one playstyle that Fallout 4 has learned from and, and iterated on, and you're not locked into one thing, and it's important in a game with this kind of player freedom not to let the story, the story of the game, and the story that you create for yourself get in the way of the fun. Yes. And that's that's my opinion. Yeah. It's totally. very easy to get tied down in, in oh, you know, I'm role-playing this, you know, thing, and, you know, my guy uses melee weapons. and mm-hmm. But if you have a really cool thing that's not your story, use it. Have fun. You yeah. know? get all this game has to offer. If you love that power armor, wear that stinking power armor.
0: Right. And actually I had a, I had a friend talking to me today how he's like he was telling me he got into the settlements for the first time and he basically created like a drug shipping ring. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. And uh like he makes a bunch of jet and sells it to his like uh yeah. provisioners and stuff and they like take it wherever. But this anyway, this is
1: the second best game about drug dealing.
0: <laughs> what was the first?
1: Uh GTA Chinatown Wars.
0: Huh, I never played that. I th- I would thought... It was, you, it
1: was on the DS. I thought you were going to say... Wars uh,
0: was incredible. Wasn't Scarface a game for the PlayStation 2? Mm, you
1: play I missed it. that whole generation of gaming.
0: Oh, it was a game you, could you like, basically, you picked up right when Scarface, like, dies at the end. Spoiler alert. Um, of the movie, you survive, and basically you have to rebuild your entire cocaine empire. Now, that game was fun at selling drugs. So that's the whole point of the game.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: um... But anyway, he was telling me that he likes to re-roll his character. And I was like, why? Because you could just keep playing and do whatever you want. And uh, yeah, I used to do that a lot in New Vegas. That's why I started so many That's why I started so many characters in New Vegas and three was because you couldn't necessarily re-roll your characters without console. And once you started picking your stats, that's all you could do. There was a level cap and all that jazz. And this one, I don't feel the desire to start a new character per se um as much as i did in the other games so i'm excited to uh keep playing and see what the game has to offer it's it's weird i'm not like i said i'm 95 hours in and still going strong in the same character which for me Mm -hmm. is uh, is unheard of (laughs) because usually i'm like 10 hours in new character so anyway we have a few emails for you guys and uh, actually why don't you take the first one
1: hi guys i'm gavin an avid listener viewer from across the pond Always stay up every Friday to watch the show, which is awesome, BTW, so keep up the good work. Hi, Gavin, if you're listening. (laughs) Just had a question question that I've wondered for a long time and didn't know if I was the only one that thought this and being weird of whether or not others who have a love for Fallout think the same. Ha ha.
0: (laughs) You had to say the ha ha.
1: (laughs) Of course I did. Question is, do you sometimes look at your local town, city, or village and picture what your area would be like in a fallout world? I know, strange, right? But I always do. Whether I'm going to work or just walking around, my mind always seems to drift and I find myself wondering what it would be like. Ha <laughs>
0: <laughs> ha. Thanks for the awesome show and keep it up. I think you did say before that pretty much New Mexico is like fallout. <laughs>
1: Basically yeah um I do think about that what it would be like in the apocalypse and I think like okay I should I should build a fence there if, if you know the apocalypse <laughs> happens and I, I would need to fortify this window and but my yeah where I live here in rural New Mexico you could, this is the place where people come to film post apocalyptic stuff <laughs> you know the book of eli was filmed 45 minutes from my house and they had to <laughs> do very little work, very little work. So I know what it would look
0: like. With the that's so funny. I, uh, the week that we were not able to air, I was actually driving down to West Virginia and on my way down there. And when you're in West Virginia, there is a lot of, uh, stuff that's abandoned. And there was like this weird, like, r- like, like factory tower thing. And um, it was kind of broken down-ish, kind of not. I don't even know if it's still in use, but it was, like, black and rusty and this tower and catwalks everywhere. In my brain, I was like, I must go explore. You know, and it just... <laughs> I had to do everything I could f- from not swerving off the highway just to drive there. And the area I was at was near the National Radio Observatory. Are you, do, you guys, do you know what that is, Shaleen? No. It's basically uh, in the Appalachian Mountains. There's this radio observatory, like, a bunch of huge satellite dishes. Uh, that point up in the sky and they do radio signal things. I don't think it's a part of SETI, but it could be. Anyway, I, I was driving on this one road, and what you're coming down off the mountain, and there's like this flat plain, like a bunch of fields, and there's like, you know, old barn, kind of old barn, destroyed barn, old barn, you know, all in like a row. And then behind those is a tree line... And then behind the tree line is this really high-tech-looking satellite dish just stuck there. And uh, it, it, it's the coolest-looking thing because it looks just like a Fallout landscape because everything's destroyed in front of it and broken down and old and weathered. And then behind it is this really fancy-looking satellite dish. So yeah, in my brain, I'm like, West Virginia is like Fallout in a way, too. <laughs> so Although not the New vegas Fallout. It's the uh, Fallout 3 Fallout. Yeah, you live in Fallout 3
1: and I live in New Vegas.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, it's pretty safe to say if you play a Fallout game addictively like we all do, listening and watching, you probably see an abandoned house and expect to find some jet in it, mm-hmm. which you for sure. probably could, depending on where you live. So, anyway, we have another listener email and says, hello, Rick and Chalene. I would like to thank you for making... Wow. Make- should have edited this. <laughs> yeah, we needed to encompasscate this. Thank you for making and hosting Fallout off the record. I am so happy to see people dedicated to that series like you two are. I don't know about you guys, but Fallout is more than a game to me. It's helped me through a very tough time in my life and without it, I really don't know what I would have done. And thank you for bringing a community of gamers together to a game that has nothing else like it. I know this is getting lengthy, but I hope to hear back from I hope to hear back from either of you. Now here's my question. Since the special videos are over, I would like to ask out of twenty eight points, what you think your stats are in real life, which kind of goes along with our special. He was uh they're saying mine would be strength of five, perception four, intelligence five, charisma four, agility six, and luck four. Uh so that's theirs. What do you think, Shaleen? What would yours be?
1: Okay, I actually cheated and before the show <laughs> I figured them
0: out.
1: So let me just consult my thing here.
0: Consult your thing. Um while we okay. all wait.
1: I gave myself a strength of five um, because I, I work at a couple of physical jobs and I'm I've got pretty good strength. I can lift heavy things, um, pretty good carry weight, <laughs> lugging a lot of scrap across the wasteland. I gave myself a perception of one because I don't notice anything ever. <laughs> if it was possible to give myself a perception of zero, I would have done that. I gave myself endurance of four charisma of four Uh, i'm not really great at people so yeah um i gave myself an intelligence of seven which may be a little high i I feel like i don't i don't use all 28 of the special points i I feel like six is probably more accurate there agility (laughs) of five and luck of two because luck is another thing i don't have much of
0: (laughs) yeah i i don't i mean i didn't get to see this email before tonight. So
1: I, I had meant to tell you and I just spaced it.
0: <laughs> I, uh, so I'm not it's the quickest at math. Um, so I guess that would make my intelligence about half. Uh, I'm better at other areas. I'd, I'd say strength six or seven perception on the higher side too. agility. Not so much. I'm not an incredible runner by any stretch. Um, I know that I used to play paintball a lot and I used to play a lot of milsim paintball, and I was always a, a sniper, kind of, sharpshooter kind of fellow. So I never was up front, uh, because usually when I was up front, I was busy getting shot in the neck and the special place. Uh, ugh, it was the worst. I don't know if you got. Have you ever played paintball, Shalene? I haven't.
1: Oh, man. Um, Closest I've ever done is laser tag.
0: Okay. Well, I hate laser tag. Little stupid little kids just run by you when you shoot at them. Jerks. They don't stop. Sorry. I like paintball a lot. I haven't played in so many years. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, Charisma is probably four-ish area. Luck is probably below four, too, because I'm not that lucky. But yeah, that's a cool... I think you to...
1: totally undersold yourself on some of these, Rick. You think?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I do. But uh, yeah, well, I didn't have time because you didn't tell me we were doing this. Sorry. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of our emails. Guys, let us know. Tweet at us or email us what you think your real life special will be. Better yet, once you do the challenge and make a character based off your real life special. Because uh, we're all special. Anyway. Um, so yeah. Some more than
1: others. Some more than others.
0: Mm. Yes. Anyway, uh, we wanted to take a second to thank all of you listeners and all of you watchers. Uh, especially those of you that subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, this week for the majority of the week, we were actually number one in video games and podcasts. And to us, that means the world because we're, I mean, it's just, we can we call this thing, the little podcast that could, um, because when we started this, we knew that we'd get some like followers and some people checking us out, but we never thought it would be like this. You know, we never thought that, you know, um, the, the guys at Bethesda would, would shout us out. We never thought, you know, Greg Miller would want to come on the show. So we want to, but I mean, really it's not us, it's you guys like checking the show out and enjoying it. So thank you so much for, for helping us. We have the best community out there. We do. I am so happy with our community. They're all super nice and the chat room's always wonderful. They're never mean. Um, I think we've only had one troll in our run. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just super awesome. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Um, I wanted to let you guys, yeah. So, um, yeah, you can, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, that's coming up. In, in a second we have some announcements coming up for the next three weeks anyway you can uh, tweet out our show at fallout off the record oh, sorry at fallout otr on twitter you can also tweet at me at rick mcvick and tweet at chalene at chalene l and that is spelled s-h-a-l-i-n-e-l not c or however you guys because her name always gets misspelled so uh, it's okay it's follow her on twitter she's super hilarious and fun um, she's the one that tweets the majority of fallout OTR tweets cause she's awesome at the thing. So yeah. Well, thank you. You are, you're awesome at the tweets. You can email us at falloutotr@gmail.com, and like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, it, yeah, it really helps us out a lot and just, you know, makes us feel all giddy inside. You can find our show on iTunes and Stitcher radio, which are also on iOS and Android uh, leave us a five star review or leave us any review. Um, we have some five star reviews to shout out tonight, which is Cerberus UK, which is from the UK, um, DX Kudzu, S underscore W underscore G, Tabruskis, I <laughs> believe. Ah, I see that there. And Gristle421, and Cyril. A lot of L's on that one. So thank you guys for the five star reviews, and we love you too. We record live on Fridays at 7.30 Eastern on youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork slash live. And this is the announcement that I wanted to tell you guys about. For the next three weeks, which are the... Let's see here on my calendar. 18th, December 18th, December 25th, and December 1st. We will not be live. That is because I have will be out of town the 18th and the 25th is Christmas. And the first is obviously New Year's, and we don't expect any of you to be cognitive, well, or at least paying attention to YouTube at that moment. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to have three bank shows that we will put up on that Friday. So you can still watch a video and you can still download the podcast at the same time. So still release at the same time, but they will not be live. Um, On the, let's see here, on the 18th and the 1st, we will have special Let's Plays. I uh, don't know if you guys saw us tweet out <laughs> the, like, the super mongoloid creepy guy family <laughs> thing. So basically the idea behind that is he's going to be like this, like, we're going to put it on survival mode. Um, we'll tell you about his special stats when we get into it. Basically, he's going to be like, he's just going to run around and melee murder everyone just for fun. And to keep up the theme of just awfulness, I don't know if you guys watched Tales from the Crypt back in the, I guess it was the early 2000s and 90s, there was a special uh, Christmas episode on Tales from the Crypt about an axe murdering Santa Claus, and we'll be doing just that in New Vegas, we'll be going to the classic Fallout for, for that our Christmas special where we'll be dressed as a Santa Claus with an axe and wreaking havoc in the wasteland while snow is falling and Christmas lights are strung around with a few different mods. So yeah, join us for those. They're going to be super fun and, and, and interesting and Captain Dumoc will uh, surely make fun of me for being psycho. <laughs> uh, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, our
1: unofficial third host. <laughs> our
0: unofficial third host. So we just wanted you guys to be aware um, You know what will be the next three Fridays. We will resume again um, on... We will resume live shows on... Uh, let's see here. January the 8th. So yeah, and we hope to have a whole new special fun you know lineup of shows for you guys that we're working on so next year is gonna be awesome so yeah check out the other great qg and shows streaming live on youtube and twitch which uh, include outer scrolls off the record classic outer scrolls dragon age off the record warcraft off the record yes yeah, somebody in chat room knows it santa's Slay. ah i believe that was the name of that, sh- of, that of that little clip yeah. Anyway, uh, Warcraft off the record. Dancing with Daggers, which comes on later this evening on Twitch, and a new thing. Rage Philosophy from ESOTR is streaming boobs. I mean, I mean, Witcher three. Um, excuse me, there. <laughs> Sorry. I know that there. If anybody's played Witcher, there's a lot of uh, a lot of the barbarian costumes that don't have the leather bikini on Witcher three. I like picking on that game because it's silly. Anyway. The next episode of Rift Forge will be the last. Congrats to Liska, TG, Enki, and Kendo on the 50 great episodes. Um, I believe you watched that show, didn't you, Shaleen?
1: Uh, yeah, I've watched their show. I, I actually don't play Rift. Uh, it's still a good show, even <laughs> not having ever played Rift. Okay. And, uh, yeah, best of luck to you guys.
0: Yeah, um, totally. Thanks, yeah. The, the Kijin community will miss you guys, and uh, best of luck to you guys as well. So thank you guys for listening. And, Shalene, what's our last word of the evening? <sighs>
1: Mine is in the shop. I
0: don't even know what that is.